Hey guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Val. You are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. I'm sending all the love from California. Well, it's a big show. And welcome everybody to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 226, DDT's Super Kicks and Elbows, where we are going to preview tables, ladders, chairs, stairs, swords, candlesticks, announce tables, microphones, and everything in between all but the kitchen sink. And I am the kitchen sink of this podcast, the king of the kings of the rings. I say kitchen sink because it's really freaking heavy. And I am a heavy person. They <laughs> call me King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review, especially if you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts. We're also found on Google Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, just to name a couple of places. We are we can be found by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio and follow Wrestle Addict Radio on all of our socials at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We got a lot to cover. TLC, uh, Jim Ross is saying things that are actually really true. Um, NXT is expanding yet again and. Kenny Omega's in two places at once. So we got a lot to talk about. Before we get to that, let me throw it over to somebody who is not a kitchen sink. I don't even know what appliance you would be or a, or a weapon that you would be in He's wrestling terms. He's a brave terms. little toaster. You're a toaster, no. Rob. Congratulations. No, we'll tear a shot. No, no, I'm a blender because everything I say is just a bunch of mush. Um, but toaster I'm Tara Shock? <laughs> yeah, toaster. Toaster. Fuck them up, Toaster Tara Shock. Um, <laughs> I love you know, it. We can was, make a new logo for you and make a little toaster that looks it like you. It could be two things of toast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just, I just bought, I just bought my own merch. Right, we're not changing it now. It took months and months. But I finally bought the 2021 collection. Oh, stop! It. I, I finally, I finally bought sweatshirts for me and my girlfriend. So that is where we stop on the Willie T merch. If you do buy the Willie T merch, one, thank you, and two, it's. A little weird, to be honest, to see a bedspread with my name on it. But thank you very much to the Vaz family. I'm so happy you guys bought my stuff and you like it. Uh, but I'm Will Tarish at Keys and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I hope you have some sting talk in there, because last week I was really interested. This week, not so much. K. Murphy, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, I didn't watch AEW because I didn't have the mental capacity to do so, because it's finals week. All right, let, let me sum it up for you. Let me sum it up for you. One of the first things Sting says on a microphone is, this is awesome, along with the crowd. All right? That's all you need to know. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. Did. Wow. He ah. did. His, like, his first thing he said was like, Shimani, give me a hug, pal. It's just like, oh, my God, you already broke the character. <laughs> he <laughs> said, he said, give me a hug, pal, to Shimani. He, he, he hugged said, him he said twice. The words. He hugged him twice. Because, like, okay, so he gets in the ring. The fuck? And Arn Anderson comes up to him. They have a moment. They, he, like, they're all in the ring. It's him, Cody, oh. Arn, and Shivani. And Arn comes up to him, like, all serious. Sting's just looking, they're all stoic. And Arn's just like, listen, we have a lot of history. This isn't about me. I'm going to go. Nice. Respect. And then Tony's like, you know what? I don't need to be. I'm going to do the same thing. And Sting's like, Tony! Come up, Tony! Bubby! Give me a hug! <laughs> and then the couch going, this is Did awesome. And he Bobby? goes, yeah. No, I said Bubby. I watched Zaya Hart the other day, the best Christmas movie ever. So he might, he might as well have said Bubby. He was like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is, I was like, oh my God. We have Steve Ford in the ring with face paint on. We don't have Sting. 
multi-year contract, folks. It was a fucking He's nightmare. He's, what, 61 now? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah, okay. Oh, I got that off my chest. We can now talk about the rest of, the, the rest of wrestling. Oh, thank you, Kay Murphy. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you were saying. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was saying that I am mentally unstable because it's finals week, but it's okay because I'm doing really, really great in school. Um... You can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy T H E K A E M U R P H Y. So yeah, it's going to be a great tagline for you next year. My name. T H E K A E Murphy. Yeah, I have to I'm record. Start that as a chant. And I'm just putting this into the universe now, so all of you can hold me accountable. I have to record drops with my name on them. Because now yeah, everything I've done is for everything I ha- we have had is wrong now, so I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. It's not. Well, yeah, it's we'll, we'll do a whole revamp. But that could be something that we'll talk about after after the show. But for right now, let's cut to the chase. Let's go into the last major WWE pay per view of the year: TLC Tables, Ladders, Chairs, featuring stairs, swords, kendo sticks, announce tables, microphones, and everything in between. All but the kitchen sink. Uh, another gimmick pay-per-view surrounded around one match uh, with some interesting stuff on the card. So, uh, Mix Murphy, Hello. Agent K, uh, do you have the card up for us? I so do. So let's discuss this. All right, um, so start with the like... least important match first. Okay. The least important. Um, in your opinion at this in... point, because I have not seen the card completely. Um, in my opinion, the least important card in this match is the Women's Tag Team Championship. Don't at me. It really is. All right. It is oh, no, Nia Jax and Shayna Bays. I know, but like, <laughs> as a former, as a person that was, was a woman at one point in their life, I feel bad being like, the Women's Tag Team division is not important, but like, they booked yeah, it that right. way. But it's sorry. not. <laughs> not sorry. Not sorry. Book them better. <laughs> Alright, so we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, our current Bedfellows Tag Team Champions. They are fine together. I don't like them. They're stupid. They're weird. Like, they're both angry, so it works. It's like, yeah, it's like they're both (sighs) angry, but they're not angry at each other. They're just angry. It's like, they might as well just call them PMS, It's just convenient. It's like, oh, you're angry and I'm angry. We might as well collaborate because we're both we angry. We might as well be angry together. All right, all right yeah. guys. I guess I want I want to put this in your brains for a little bit. Think like a year ago, year mm-hmm. ago and change. Shayna Baszler was the most dominant female in recent memory. She was uns- post Survivor Series. Well, like, that's how she was booked. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like uns- even before, I'm saying her running her whole run in NXT. She was yes. unstoppable. Her her stable, outstanding. Her promos, top of the line. Her matches depend who she works with. For for me at least. Yes. But she was a top star. She was a draw. She was an attraction. Quality. And now Quality, she's yes. getting pinned by Lana. Although she I don't you I don't think either of you guys watch her all, but um she Looked very vicious. She she took out Lana. Lana's not in the match anymore. I know you didn't talk. No, yeah, we talked about the other side of the car. But Lana's not there. Shayna Baszler Asuka... pretty much killed Lana's ankles. Yeah, the opposition on Sunday is Asuka and TBD. So, boys, yeah. who do we think TBD is? Charlotte. Oh, it's easy. It's Charlotte. 
Come on. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's Charlotte. It's, it's Turnbuckle oh, Charlotte. No. Oh no. Yeah, it's no. Charlotte. Why Charlotte, we... Charlotte, and Oscar are teaming together as your next strange bedfellows tag oh. team to win the tag titles. <laughs> Bro, I don't want it. And then here's what's going to happen. Here's I can see it right now. Great. We're going to have Charlotte versus Asuka Great. for the women's title, for the Raw Women's title as the tag team champions. Yep. Yeah, no, you know what? You are 10,000% right, because right, that's how WWE books these fucking women's tag team champions. They're like, well, we don't know how to book Although them. They also women did have it, all they the did titles it with, at once. Yeah, like, they did it with Cena and HBK at WrestleMania 23, I believe. And it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it was. I didn't watch back then. I watched WrestleMania after. But I heard I heard good things. But that, that's just how WWE has to book these women's tag team titles. It's like, we don't know how to book women without a main title. So we're just going to put them together. <laughs> <laughs> Which it, it's a shame because those titles are they're supposed to travel between brands and they stuck them on wrong. That's I think that is part of the issue. I have an interesting theory. Yeah. What if the mystery partner is Rhea Ripley coming up? No. No. I mean the way she ended things no, because last Maybe. last week on last week on NXT, her and Raquel Gonzalez had a big stare down to go off to go off the air. So yes, that's true. She has Re- unfinished yeah. business. And Kay, I want you to think of this from like a Booker's perspective, because I'm totally a Booker. You know me. Um, yeah. Who does Oscar have history with? Charlotte. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Enemies know. become friends. Yes, um, and, and to be completely honest, Charlotte and Oscar. Are were fantastic against each other. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. like that rematch they had on SmackDown when Charlotte stole the title and became part of the Mania main event at 35. That was an unbelievable match. Yeah. You're not they, wrong. They have I just would like to see different women get highlighted. Like, where the fuck is Naomi? Oh, there was Naomi's still injured. Uh, oh. for, I was all about to be on the Lana train just to see wrestling Twitter just crumble when Lana wins a title. But even oh. WWE was like, oh, no, that's too much, guys. We got, we got to stop this. <laughs> we made her soul survivor by accident, all right? That's, that's, that's all she gets. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to become champion so bad because... I did too. Did I... Have I told y'all... I told Mance this. Who what? I have booked to win the Royal Rumble. I've changed my mind. It's not Eva Marie? It is Eva Marie. Eva Marie and Goldberg are winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Eva Marie and Goldberg? <laughs> Eva Marie and Goldberg! <laughs> Honestly, I believe Goldberg more than Eva Marie, but that would be even funnier. I, for, for a second, somebody on Twitter tried well, to convince find... me that Eva Marie was going to be the uh, secret tag team partner which also would plausible. be so amazing yeah, and plausible dude, we're gonna replace someone you hate with someone you hate more <laughs> <laughs> i want to see it now dude, he, she, she needs she needs the announcer voice remember that random guy who just like announced her oh before? random announcer guy was great yeah yeah they need to bring him back <laughs> it's like the same guy that's when she was getting over music that's when she was getting over and then they fired her <laughs> Yeah, she. That's the thing. Though. She oh, kind of was getting you... over. Yeah, well, that that announcer guy was really helping her out. Yeah, and then they stopped doing so, it and fired so her. So I don't have a story for Eva Marie, but I did come up with a horrible Goldberg story. Are you ready to hear how I fantasy how I fantasy booked Goldberg winning the Royal Rumble? <laughs> sure. Goldberg challenges Roman in main events WrestleMania. He wins the main events of WrestleMania. He leaves WWE with the title. 
He goes to AEW and challenges Sting, who will probably be the champion by then. <laughs> Sting versus Goldberg at Double or Nothing, winner take all. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I just want to see it happen. To see what would happen. <laughs> to, see the, to see the wrestling world explode. That would you know cause what? wrestling Twitter civil war. And I'm here for it. Vince Vince can do that with the universal title. Because the universal title is just like, eh. Just like, eh. And he, like, that would ruin AEW. <laughs> Everyone would turn on AEW so fast. Can <laughs> you just imagine Sting versus Goldberg is the main event? All right, Sting <laughs> beats Kenny Omega by a roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And <laughs> oh my god, Sting and Goldberg—that's that's that's a great way for Sting to get paralyzed yep. again. Yep. <laughs> Oh, so so we're picking Oscar and Charlotte for this. Yes, event. yes, we're picking Oscar and Charlotte. Yes, we are. I'm, really, I'm not be. sorry. I, I was oh, gonna oh, apologize oh, for the side work of the year, but I'm not sorry. No, that's a, that's an amazing one. I I kind of want to see it. I like if we're gonna get ridiculous in wrestling, let's just get ridiculous. Screw it. That's the thing. Oh. I don't give a fuck anymore. I just I have decided there are the limit does not exist with wrestling, and literally anything can happen. Anyone can come back. Any, the limit the limit has never existed in wrestling. Any, any retirement. If you retire, I you're not retired, un, unless you're like in a wheelchair, and even then, I kind of question it. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, I will say this before we move on to the next match, because there's not that many matches on this card so far. Uh, the Goldberg untold about the streak, pretty good. Pretty pretty it wasn't, good. It wasn't really an untold though. They spent like five minutes on the actual match. It was <laughs> well, it's not about the it. match. It was about the streak and like how it came to be. Oh, you're right. No, I thought I thought it was more about ending the streak. So no, okay, you're right on that point. That's like this was more like a twenty-four. Um, it is, but they didn't want to dedicate all that time. They didn't want to give. They didn't want to give him a second twenty-four after releasing but a Keith Lee twenty-four. Win the rumble. He yeah. deserves it. But I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy that. I enjoyed Keith Lee's twenty-four a lot more. Oh, Keith Lee's was great. Um, it was really great, and it ended on a high note, which is weird because his career is like on a low note right now. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting there. Uh, they're, they're sending him back to the. They're sending him and a lot of other big guys back to the PC, um, which is perfectly fine. That's what the PC's there for. Yeah. Well, this this I heard this from Matt Mentz. You know, it's credible. Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yes. Bruce Pritchard got in Vince's ear, and he doesn't like, like he loves NXT, the idea of it, the developmental, but he doesn't like that everyone who comes out of NXT wrestles the same style, which. Personally, but isn't that the style that they're? Is, wait, hold on, hold on. Isn't that the style that they're teaching them in NXT so that they're ready for Raw and SmackDown? I think yes and no. But like Keith Lee's a big guy, right? He's a big man. They want him to wrestle like a big man. Otis is like a big man. They want him to wrestle like a big man. I mean, that makes sense. Like that cause... makes sense. But for Keith Lee in particular, he's so unique. I think he shouldn't wrestle like a big man. He should wrestle like Keith Lee, like the way he is. He should wrestle like Keith Lee. That's what got him over. That's what that's literally that's what got him the attention to go. That's what you saw in his twenty four that got him to the dance. That is what got yeah. him over mm-hmm. NXT, which got him to the main roster. And now you want to change yeah. it? Yeah. 
No, I, I agree with that statement. Like he his his skill set is so unique because he's like it's like that hits like a heavyweight flies like a cruiserweight mentality. Yeah. Like other people, other big men, yeah, send them back because like Matt Riddle and Ricochet kind of wrestle the same. Right? That that shouldn't that shouldn't be That shouldn't be. Right. So yeah. send like send them back. Get them more training, right? That makes that makes sense to me. But Keith Lee in particular is an outlier, I think is an exception to the rule. Um I agree with that statement. Yeah. But yeah, Goldberg and Keith Lee, they had really good documentaries on the network. Nine ninety nine, motherfuckers. Yeah, but yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I also like how Goldberg DDT'd himself at Halloween Havoc. Oh my I didn't I've never actually seen that <laughs> match. So here's the thing. Before I started Wrestle Wars, we're getting on we're going on a lot of sidebergs here because I'm drinking. Um before I before I before I started <laughs> Are you? I am, I'm on my fourth beer. Um uh, before I started before I started Wrestle Wars, um I was up until the night after WrestleMania in nineteen ninety-eight, right? Um, because mm-hmm. when, for the second time. Because when I first got the network, I started like going back to the 90, beginning of ninety-six, but all the Raws and Nitros weren't on the network. So I started, okay, I'll go yeah. pay-per-view by pay-per-view. And then I ended up getting until pretty much post-mania nineteen ninety-eight. And then all the Raws <laughs> and Nitros were on the network. It's like, okay, like, fuck, I'll start over. So I started at uh, WrestleMania 96, and then Raw and Nitro ECW every week afterwards until after Mania 98. Then I started Wrestle Wars. Damn. So I went yeah. back. It's <laughs> so the third time around. <laughs> and now I'm, on, now I'm on. The next episode of Raw is when Austin goes into Pillman's house with a gun. So Nice. That's, what, that's, what a moment. That's where I'm at. But the whole point of the story is, I just missed the Goldberg explosion twice. Really? Yeah, because Goldberg debuted, I think, in September of '97, and then he doesn't really Something take like off. That, yeah. He doesn't really take off, take off until spring of '98, and then he wins the belt in summer of '98, and then loses it the streak in December of '98. So I yeah. just missed the Goldberg explosion twice. Yeah. Because of you fuckers. That's fucking <laughs> nuts. Subscribe to our Patreon. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So Charlotte and Oscar win. What's the next match on the card? Um, great question. Next, next match on the card is for the Raw Tag Team Championship: The New Day versus the Hurt Business. And you know, it's. <laughs> Which members I of think, the Hurt Business? I think it's I think it's the Hurt Business. Me too. I think it's they they got to get something. They all can't lose the riddle. Yeah. No, that attitude. And they they got to give Cedric. Yeah, MVP got squashed by Riddle, which is still very shocking. Uh, yeah, they got to give him something. They it, they got to get something to boost Cedric's ego that much more, so that he gets like kicked out of a Hurt Business at this point. Yeah. Cedric's like an overzealous little child with his like older brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I got that vibe last night. He's the he's the Jay Uso of Raw. Oh. He is. When you think about it, but I I, I think it is the hurt business that's going to beat the New Day, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Very okay with that. I hope so, but I'm picking a New Day. I think. Really. I think WWE doesn't know how to book Kofi and Xavier if they don't have By the themselves. titles or in the titles, right? You know, Kofi having a the title and the main title was an anomaly but when they're together and they're not injured and they're healthy they don't know how to book them in anything without else without the titles with them 
without the titles, without the Usos, which usually involve the titles. <laughs> so I'm picking yeah. the New Day. Although, I mean, I, I will say this. The match in general will be fine. Like, the Hurt Business and the New Day do work really well together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the match is going to be good. Kate, what's your, what's your choice? I think the Hurt Business... But I also, but I also agree with Will that they don't know how to book the new day when they don't have the titles, or if they're not feuding with the Usos. So I don't know what they're gonna do next. That's my only so, like the only thing I'm confused about. The feud with true, yeah. but right in the hurt prison. I don't know. I just in the hurt prison still has Bobby to work off of because I'm assuming he still has the U.S. title. Yes. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. I should watch Raw. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. All right. Next. Next match on the card. All right, next we have The Fiends versus Randy Orton. How this is not an Inferno match is beyond me. Yeah. Although, I really I really need to start timing how quick The Fiend changes, uh, like Bray Wyatt changes into The Fiend. Like, those are masterclass in, in, ob- in obviously, like, pre-recording segments, but still. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's really cool because like you know, yeah, it's a it's another thing that WWE has kind of tweaked during the pandemic. Like, okay, okay, what can we do with these guys, right? Something like that is very yeah. brilliant. Um, but Ricky, it's called TLC, not TLCF. All right, it's not tables, ladders, chairs, and fire. Listen, we had tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Hey, that's that, that they, was Big Show's you know, best match. All right, I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we could have brought back the Great Balls of Fire pay per view. They could have main evented in an Inferno match. Honestly, K's on a K's on honestly, a roll this week. I fucking great. love it. <laughs> K's fantasy Three balls booking. Of fire it's a, with it's an amazing. Inferno match. That's that's really good, K. Thanks. <laughs> that's really good. But I would no, sign up for that. They won't do it. Yeah, this is like a, this is a straight match. Yeah, there's no stipulation. There's nothing. A lot of these are straight matches. Like, do we have a straight ladder match? Do we have a straight tables match? Do you have a straight chairs no, they, match, or is it just a two main um, events? The title match. matches are both. It says the title matches are both TLC matches. But that's it. No, no hmm. ladder match. No ch- ch- tables match. Yeah, yeah. no. It's just... um, I like that better, personally. I like that a lot better, um, because if you have a ladder match and a TLC match, it's just like, what's the what? <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. Wait, you mean you mean I you like can't use matches, chairs in this so... one? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I fuck yeah, with that. No, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So it's a straight match, but I, Randy's winning because the Fiend looks strong mm-hmm. on Monday. Agree. Um, I don't know. I think the Fiend is just. How many RKOs does he kick out of? Plus or minus four. Uh, minus four. All right, he punts him and he becomes the first person to kick out of the punt. He'll kick out of the pond. He'll That's kick out fine. of the pond. I'm, I'm interested to see what Bliss does in all of this. Bliss was not on TV this week. Mm. Yeah, like what what they're doing is interesting. It's like it's it's just that's what I'm gonna use. It's just it's interesting. Yeah, I just like how Randy likes to burn everything that Bray does. Yeah, it's kind of, it's becoming a habit now. I, I hope because it's, like, it's such a good callback to three years ago though. Like like when the Fiend wrestles people, they you know, they they change they change characters. I want to see Randy Orton in a fucking turtleneck, just in the Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> being a goofball. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he borrow Dominic Mysterio's turtleneck from last week? Yo, <laughs> too much. But but I, I like where your head's at. 
good thinking. I like where your head's at too much, but I like where your head's at. You know what? I would love to... I would even put Randy in the Firefly Funhouse as we fantasy book this. I'd put... I would debut Dexter Loomis on Raw in the Firefly Funhouse. I want to see Cameron Grimes in the Firefly Funhouse. I don't. <laughs> I think Dexter Loomis would be funnier. And him just awkwardly stare the whole time. Yeah. I want that's actually, all what? he does. I'm kind of with Kay here. I want to see uh, Cameron Grimes frozen in carbonite in the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, with top hat and everything. This is the the, the, the Han frozen look is. <laughs> but the top hat's in one hand. And the top He's hat's, like the, top hat's to the, over, the top hat's over his cock. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that'd be great. Okay, so yeah, I'm going Randy here. I'm going Fiend. Are you going Braywell? I'm going going Randall. Fiend. All right, next match. Alrighty, let's get into the title picture. We have for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Oh yeah, because that's actually a thing. Really, actually a thing. Why is there not a Raw Women's Title match again? She's in the tag. No, because Oscar's in the tag team. Yeah, she can wrestle twice. They're not going to do that. It's not a big four. Come on now. Yeah, take it easy. It's TLC. I'm sorry that like I care about titles actually getting defended when they're supposed to. Listen, that rule gets broken all the damn time. It's annoying. Stop telling me rules exist if you're not going to fucking follow them. Have you ever studied the English language? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I before, I before E is a bunch of language. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I before yeah. E is stressful. <laughs> exactly. Um, they act... You know, I was really sold that they were actually just going to say screw the match and have it on SmackDown and then that became uh, a, a DQ finish. Mm-hmm. But I like it. It's like who's trying to be who's like trying to out bitch the other one, which is interesting. I like that Carmella brought back the code of silence finally, and mm-hmm. they protected the move because she didn't necessarily do it. And then Sasha somehow countered it because Sasha is probably a top five top five counter wrestler in the world right now. Um, I I think people are gonna be pleasantly surprised by this. Especially on Carmella's end. I think um, if there's anyone to make Carmella look good, it'll be Sasha. It mm-hmm. is Sasha. Like you know how like Goldberg going back to the Goldberg's uh, uh, documentary, how he said DDP made him shine. Yeah, I think it's a similar position. Like I know Carmella is not really known for her wrestling ability. She's not a bad wrestler by any stretch of imagination. It depends who she's dancing with, and Sasha is like yeah. a Shawn. It's, I say Sasha's a Shawn Michaels of the women's women's history. She's just the best at everything. Yeah. So if there's anyone who can do it, yeah. it's Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Carmella's not winning. I'll tell you that right no, now. No, no, God, no. Fuck no. <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. Is there Which a human alive that thinks Carmella's going to win on Sunday? <laughs> Corey Graves, because uh, he has to. Yeah, Corey and his name. <laughs> there, there's a guy that we used to call Philium that probably oh, believes yeah. this. This is like Philium. This is like me and Philium's uh, like rivalry match. That's besides true. our besides our argument about whether Retribution is a terrorist group or not. Uh, but that's another story oh, for I another time. Oh, I forgot about that. 
Yeah, this is like if Philium and I did a we could Philium and I could do like a versus between Carmela and Sasha oh, yes. right now. I should hit up Philium actually, and we should put some stupid like some stupid gimmick podcast like stipulation on the line. Bring him on a show. I want to. I haven't talked to Phil in forever. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit him. Shout out to Philium. Shout we'll, out to we'll, Philium. We'll make sure that he listens to this episode. Good guy. Yeah, great guy. Love me some Philium. Congratulations on being married. I was going to say that's congratulations a, a cool on, fi- on finally getting married. At least the wedding actually happened. I mean. Yeah, yeah, he did it. He's married. I think he has a PlayStation Five now. Like he's he's doing big things. Still has that beard. He's also very busy because he works for FedEx. Oh fuck that! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoy the enjoy the. Okay, we'll catch you up after the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your rest, Phil. Get your rest, Phil, please. <laughs> but yeah, Sasha's wedding night. Sorry, Phil. I'm Point not. blank. Period. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Alrighty, next we have for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles in a TLC match. There is a lot of shenanigans happening in this. Mm-hmm. You've got oh, you've got Omos, who I think might actually fight Drew in this, which would be great to see. Um, you the have Miz. Miz is going to fake a cash in. Although if they ended the year with Miz cashing in a TLC, magnifique. Because um, I don't think anybody's cashed in in a ladder match. It's like, I would love for it, for Miz to cash in during TLC and literally just climb the ladder, take the title, and run. Yeah. Because that would technically be a win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's I think that's genius booking. If, if you wanted to do a cash-in, but... They're still really high on Drew. I mean, clock's, clock's I ticking. Be, I want Miz to be the champion so bad. Because, you know, they're definitely going to show Angry Miz Girl. They're, they have Angry Miz Girl ready. On retainer. Dude, ready every to go. single screen in that goddamn, <laughs> in that goddamn Thunderdome. Is this going to be that girl from, like, ten years ago? <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know what happened to Angry Miz Girl? Like, does she still watch wrestling? Number one, I doubt it. I think there was a thing where, like, she met the Miz. I think at like a signing a few years ago. I'm sure she did. Um, I don't know, but that girl is just as famous as the Undertaker guy that we met. The big guy, the big black guy, oh, the black guy, the big oh, eyes. Yes, yeah, yes, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's a great a, guy. He, he hates being famous. I love it. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, it's, it it's got to be really annoying. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's going to be a lot of shenanigans in this. Um, Miz cashing in would be would be beautiful, because <laughs> um, that that's a great story going into the Rumble. You can just do a bunch of transitions there. Yeah, and it's, um, it's also a good swerve from uh, what everyone yeah. thinks that Sheamus is going to do. Although, personally, I would love to see a Sheamus Drew match at the Rumble. I think. That would be I would an too. excellent match because these guys are really are lifelong friends. They both have very similar style. They would beat the hell out of each other. Because they're friends. Yeah. And the story, the story would be pretty good. But Miz has to cash in sooner. Like the clock's Somewhere. ticking. He has like a few pay-per-views left. Mm-hmm. And once Mini Season's kind of set, it's set. So unless you do it right after Mania, like Dolph Ziggler did, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what their plan for Miz is. 
But yeah, Carmelo cashed in right after Mania too yeah. that one year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. The Tuesday after. That one, the one me and Tuesday you didn't after, go to. When, when we were on a plane Yeah, back. the one me and you didn't go to. We could have gone to it, but we were like, nah, fuck it. Nah, let's go home. Who, who, <laughs> let's do, go do we home. miss Bobby Roode debuting too? Who do we we missed someone debuting? No, we missed we missed Ty Dillinger. Ah. And we missed and we missed Shinsuke debuting. That's who it was. It was Shinsuke. Because they br- they brought out the violinist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. For his debut, oh. and we were we were in an, we were in the New Orleans airport <laughs> waiting to get a flight home. <laughs> and I got texts from super Canadian fan being like Shinsuke just debuted, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Fucking pissed. Um. Anywho, what's next? Oh, we didn't even book this. I was uh, say, like, what's next? No. But yeah, I you know what? Uh, I, I'm gonna go. I'm it, gonna go with Drew. If it's not a Miz cash in, it's Drew McIntyre. I yeah. agree. I just want to see AJ step on a chair or the top row, step on that giant guy's legs and try and use on his shoulders. Excuse me, and try and use him as a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely gonna happen. I AJ's gonna make Drew look like a star because AJ's just AJ Styles, and I don't. I I think there is validity to the fact that AJ and Drew have never actually wrestled each other in any promotion. Mm. Mhm. Which is mm. crazy. And I think it's crazy, but that's, that that in and of itself is not a bigger story. I think it's great, like Something a legit the- fresh matchup. Something for the marks. Yeah, something for the marks. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to make the boys pop yeah. a little bit. Uh, but yeah, are we are we drew across the board? If not a miscashion? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Final match, right? Final match yes. of the card. Yes. Main event: Daddy Roman versus KO in a TLC match. I'm it's so gonna be excited. so much fun. Oh my it's god! It's gonna be so it's much. Gonna be fun. It's gonna be match of the night. It's probably gonna be my match of the week next year. Um, next year. Next week. Next week. Wow. Our Christmas episode, Christmas Eve episode. Oh yeah. It's gonna be uh, really good. It's because Ko doesn't care about his body, which is no. perfect. And I enjoy a wrestler that does not care about their body. I just want Ko to lose because Roman's winning, but I just want yeah. Ko to lose so that we can get another like random hood roman meme that i've been seeing on twitter because those are hysterical what are you talking about with these hood roman memes i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so roman thing. people have like screenshotted roman when he's looking at the camera or something and they they photoshop like do-rags on him oh no <laughs> i do <laughs> white like, like, kids yeah. on twitter. or like they put like they they put him um. in like um like hair wraps like after you've like done your hair in like a salon and they give them giant hoop earrings <laughs> oh lord all right i'm going on twitter and looking it, i've almost used it as a show cover like three times i was like i can't that, do it just yet that promo last week where he's looking into the camera oh he broke the fourth wall yeah because kevin owens cut a promo earlier night saying my kids and my wife and kids watch the show Roman's like, oh yeah, they do. <laughs> Word. He's <laughs> like, hi, kids. <laughs> Tell Daddy to stop. <laughs> You're not gonna have one. I was like, oh my god, stone cold killer. <laughs> Say congratulations, Roman. You and BSK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You've made it. 
I'm gonna see if I can find it for you. They run rampant. I'm looking. I can't find them. <sighs> oh, it's gonna be hard. Uh, but this match is gonna be stellar. It's just because Chaos, Chaos is the monster and a half. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting how they do it because you know you know Jay is gonna get involved. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Right. Jay's the annoying little brother. It's like, imagine, imagine if KO wins the belt. And Goldberg's just like, all right, I guess Kevin's next again. <laughs> I guess we're back at it. So, <laughs> Hey, Kev, remember Fastlane? <laughs> <laughs> Time for round two. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Please, All right, please. Hey, no. I found it. Here's one. Oh. Oh, that's pretty, oh, good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh my god. It's so good. We like here's Shop, another one. We got Bubbershop Three, starring Roman Reigns. <laughs> All right, I'm googling oh, word Roman god. Reigns and hoping for the best. Yeah, just type in Roman Reigns memes. You'll you'll eventually find them. It's uh, so good. So if you type in Hood Roman Reigns, you just get links to his sweatshirts. <laughs> Obviously, he does sell hoodies. Roman um, Reigns. Yeah, no, this is this match is going to be a great way to end it, and it's going to be brutal. Absolutely brutal. KO's going to get close, though. They're going to oh, really yeah. tease KO winning. KO's like just a bigger version of Shane at this point. He just likes to jump up stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mim is going to jump off the pirate ship at Mania. I'm so upset that couldn't have happened. He was planning it. I know. I <laughs> wanted like, it. It's like, I'm going to find a way to jump off that pirate ship. <laughs> no one's going to stop me. <laughs> um, oh, I haven't come across a Hood Roman Reigns memes, but he's Superman punching a T-Rex in this one. <laughs> <laughs> And it says Roman Reigns is fighting a Tyrannosaurus. Your point is invalid. Yeah, so that that's all the matches we have on the card. Um, I'm gonna go modest. I think it's gonna be a seven and a half on this on this whole thing. Yeah, seven and a half out of ten crowns. I would agree. I'm gonna go seven, seven flat. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be surprising, but not that surprising. It's pretty predictable for the most part, which leaves that, which means that there is room for unpredictability. Okay, you didn't mention this. There's no Biggie versus Sami Zayn. Um, it's not on CBS or whatever fucking website I'm on right now. And it'll probably be booked Friday after our show is aired. Yeah, I'm on CBS right now, and it says these are their TLC prediction matches. They are predicting for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship: Street Profits versus Dolphin Robbie. God, creepy no. Uncle Bobby. Yes. I want a creepy Uncle Bobby and Dolph Ziggler to win the tag team championship. God, I don't want Dollar Store Shawn Michaels to win anything ever I again. do. <laughs> he's, gotta st- he's gotta stop wearing that goddamn hat. He looks like a fucking... <laughs> oh, you hate the hat too? Because like I a, hate the dude, hat. He looks like a trucker looking for a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like it so much. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> All right, K likes glory holes. Perfect. All right, now we're talking KTR <laughs> after dark. Let's fucking go. K after dark should have been the show title. We can change it. 
<laughs> we'll put it in parentheses. K after dark. All right. They're also right. predicting a U.S. championship match between Bobby Lashley and Riddle. And who? Riddle. Oh, okay. And they're also predicting Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso. No. That's what TBS says. There's yeah, no mention no. of Sammy and Biggie. Why not? Sami Zayn has the best shirt in the history of wrestling. I want point. one. I want to get one, but I want to tie-dye it. Dude, I you definitely could tie-dye that shirt. I literally saw it. I was like, that's going to be on a shop by Monday. Oh, I, that, and it was. You just and reminded me. It was on the shop by Saturday, I believe. So, you know how they read that fucking Christmas book last night on Raw? Please tell me they're selling it. I want one. I hope so. What's I'm finding out right. I'm gonna have freckles on the job. I have freckles on the job. I do want to talk about Biggie and Sami Zayn more. More so in particular, Biggie. Um, we haven't talked about Talking Smack in eons. However, I did watch Talking Smack because it's Kayla Braxton who's cute as a button, um, and Paul Heyman who do the show. Who's cute as a button? Huh? Kayla yeah. Braxton. Paul Heyman's cute as a button. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, Paul. They it, it happened before. Paul Heyman and KO had a back and forth, which really sold the main event of KO and Roman. However, Paul Heyman actually—I don't know if it's just a bit of a shoot, but it felt like it because that's how good talking smack can be. He left. He left Biggie speechless, and that's how the show ended. So Paul Heyman is talking about how Biggie is finally making a turn in his career. And he's like, and everybody is, you're finally showing what everybody said that you would be, this guy. And he's like, you are going to be so big. You are going to be so big that your time in the new day will just be like a little footnote in your career. And he keeps he going and going. He goes, let me leave you on this with a hypothetical question. And it's one of the best lines I've ever heard Paul Heyman ever say. He goes, when's the last time you've seen Roman Reigns in the wrestling ring and anybody ever mentioned the shield? Hmm. Breaking news. Don't just think before you hear the break. Just think about just think about that comment that Paul Heyman said. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Roman Reigns. That's amazing. Roman Reigns isn't really like he's he's. Associate with the shield if they bring up Seth or Dean first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I thought that was a crazy liner. But what is your breaking news before we go to break? Alright, so I'm on the shop. I have not found the holiday book yet. However, WWE has fucking Valentine's Day cards. They're called yeah, tough, early. They're Tough Love Valentine's and <laughs> Becky and Seth are on the cover. <laughs> Tough love Valentine's speech. Look at this shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, while while we while we try to search for our Valentine's two or three months in advance, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna go over NXT. Uh, Kenny Omega is pulling a classic Rick Rude. Rest in peace, Rick Rude. Uh, Jr. gets a little spicy, and we're not talking about his sauce. And there's another Hall of Fame that's going to happen in New York. So all of that when we come back. Hey, 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 peeps. This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. You are listening to WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Great Scott. This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. 
here to tell you about a show on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon called The 20 Bell Salute. A 20-year look back into the past of pop culture and pro wrestling. The movies, the TV shows, the video games, the music, and the wrestling. Right here on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon for only five bucks a month. So join me, your favorite historian, Mr. Fretz, in the Y2K compliant DeLorean as I go back into the past and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, family? It's Zach, your host of the YLP Podcast. And make sure that you give a tip of the crown to King Ricky Rosé, the Queen Bee Kate Murphy, and Mr. Will Terra Shook, because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings Podcast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Mine again. And now my mouse stuff is back on. All right, so ready? Yep. Through. All right. And welcome back, everybody. Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Toaster Terra Shock and the Fuck K yourself. Murphy, Agent K. You sure you I don't care. this time, Ricky? You sure? You're 100% sure? I'm, you I'm see, 100% you, sure. You see audio levels? You see the green going into yellow? Listen, I am, the red? I, am, I, am not, I am not Dave, okay? I know when my or, things or K, are working. Or K, for that matter. Or, or K. That's true. That's true. We're good. Anyhow, like I was saying before, glad I'm the one time, a court somehow. podcast here. It's whatever. That's why you're in charge of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Anywho, uh, we just went over TLC tables, ladders, chairs, stairs, swords, kendo sticks, microphones, announce tables, and everything in between. But now we got to get on to the rest of wrestling and everything else going on in the world of wrestling. And if you haven't heard, NXT is expanding uh, again into another territory. And that territory just happens to be the country of India. Uh, so according to comicbook.com, which was leaked to me by a very close friend of mine, a very, very unreliable source, and sometimes very late on information. However, he was pretty poignant with this. Uh, they're launching NXT India in 2021. Um... Both India and Japan have been mentioned as areas uh, for NXT rollouts following the launch of NXT UK. Um, however, they chose India probably because India has a billion people living there. Um, they already have a um, they already have an agreement with one of the networks there. It's called Sony Picture Networks India Private Limited or SPN for short, um, where they have an agreement with WWE for content distribution in India. Um, the agreement was just renewed for five years, and so they have the rights to the WWE networks for its audiences, um, as well as their own OTT um, streaming platform. So it's going to be interesting. NXT India appears to be, uh, will the next phase of this NXT expansion as Triple H called a global localization. So what are you expecting from this brand? I expect Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys to be all over it. And Mansoor. And uh, Mansoor is Saudi Arabian, though. Uh, that's actually a good point. So, yeah, I thought it was just Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys. And question: When are we getting NXT Takeover Punjabi Prison? Wow, 
I don't know. <laughs> June 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be stellar. <laughs> it's going to be stellar. And will the great Kali show Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Are you out of your mind? And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Great Kali with war games. <clears throat> war games. <laughs> <laughs> so like here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. That's what I'm really curious about, right? The United States, at least in most places, has some pretty good COVID restrictions, right? Like you won't be able to have large crowds in the continental United States for a while. Sure. Yeah. What if NXT India is the first place that can have like a large audience? Oh man. Right? Because you think COVID restrictions in India? I don't know how they are. I couldn't. T- I don't even know how the COVID cases are. I don't know if they're really strict or if they're pretty loose. It could be honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one way or the other. But um, let's put freckles on the job. Like, look up, look up, look up oh, get, COVID cases in India. But seeing as there's like a billion people in that country, it's probably probably one way or the other. It's rather really loose or really, yeah. really tight. Really strict. So could you imagine if like one of their big shows? Like I could I, I, I could see like. NXT India drawing a pretty big crowd, to be honest. Regardless, yeah. Yeah. There's a giant pool of people to choose Um, from. Freckles says, according to the New York Times, there have been a total of 9.9 million reported cases of COVID in India. Uh And only 143,709 deaths. Something tells me they're lying. Um, That's what the New York Times says. I mean, India's lying, not the Times. Oh. Potentially, I don't know. They they could have it under control. There are some countries that have it much more New under Zealand control. apparently is open Again. for business. Like New Zealand's yeah. back to normal. Yeah, those motherfuckers are rocking and rolling. Um, mm-hmm. but with NXT India, like if they have a huge crowd, like that's gonna draw a lot. I mean, but we also have to realize that NXT India won't be for American crowds. No, not at all. Like pe- people have to realize that. Um, and and don't expect the gr- don't expect something like. That's going to be of interest to you. It's going to be something that's going to be there that you're going to watch and that might pique your interest. But if you're open to it as well, which no. is a, you know a whole number topic in and of itself, this, but it's this, going to be there. This this is a good business move to get network subscriptions in foreign in foreign up markets. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like NXT UK probably draws a handful of people in the UK or Europe to the network specifically. Like, mm-hmm. you, you guys might watch it. I've never watched an episode. It's not for me. But it doesn't mean it shouldn't sure. be on there. It, it, it literally Correct. does. It, it, there's no downside business-wise for the WWE to, one, do this, and two, have it on there. Other than they have to pay more talent. They have to pay more production. So they, they, have, they have to pay. But they'll have so much more money, if they, especially if that market booms. Yeah, it's an, it's an investment in the market. And I, be, I do believe there's a big market in there for wrestling. Yes. Like, I'm surprised. I was surprised it's not Japan, but that's probably because they have New Japan they can't get the talent. Yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be hard. Like, Japan's going to be a huge coup. Um, if, if, if and when it happens, it's just going to take some time to kind of get in there. That and also with Mexico, because I've, I've heard... Yeah, AAA. NXT Mexico's rumored. Yeah. Yeah. And Triple H just had their major show, which we're going to talk about. It's like it's going to be um, very hard to compete with those established markets, which is why the UK yeah. was fucking brilliant. Which is why India kind of thinking, wait, why India? And you're like, okay, maybe India. I think 
Australia could be next. There's not that. I mean, Australia has wrestling promotions, but there's nothing major in Australia. But you see a lot of a lot of WWE talent, especially in the last five, ten years, a lot of them have come that New Zealand's um, Australia market, right? And like Island of Samoa is pretty close to Australia. Yeah. So I mean, it it, it could work perfectly, absolutely perfectly for them. So. This isn't the first. This is this is the begin. This is just another line of other NXT territories that are going to happen. The territories in wrestling are returning. They're just going to be called NXT. But speaking of the original NXT, I can't believe we have to say like OG NXT now because that's how big it's gotten at this point. Um, what I I was really, I really enjoyed the the show like the the NXT after War Games. I thought it was per- I thought it was well put together. You have a lot of interesting stuff going on in the NXT title scene because that's relevant again because Finn's back. Yeah. Um. Thank God. Yeah. The prince is back, and I have only one emotion because I'm Finn Balor. Well, um, the thing the thing about NXT this past week was they opened the door for, for everything s- else for a for, lot of possibilities for, for literally everything. That they could go down road A, road B, row C, road D, or crisscross in between. Like the women's title picture isn't set in stone. The main title it's picture how many people are there. isn't set in stone. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's Karen Cross doing? He's kinda in in but like a lot of people are are they're mixing pots. Yeah. It's like NXT's they're at a buffet a lot, line. Right with now. Who's, gonna, a lot. who's gonna eat where? Right, it's kind of like and it's interesting. Like Tony Storm could go for the women's title, uh, Candice could go for the women's title, uh, Raquel Gonzalez could go for the women's title, and they kind of it's gonna be an interesting few weeks as where they go towards Mania season because there's a lot of different ways they can go. Like they teased Raquel Gonzalez for a title picture. They also teased her for Rhea Ripley. They teased Karen Cross for an NXT NXT title. They also teased them for against Damian Priest. Right, it's. A lot's going on in NXT, and it's keeping you guessing, and that guessing makes you want to come back and watch more. Yeah. Uh, here's my question. Let, let's, do a, let's do a quick for this. We'll start with you, Kay. Um, who becomes the challenger for Finn's NXT title at New Year's Evil? Because that's where they're going with this. I want it to be Pete done so fucking bad. I think like, it has to be Pete. I mean, Kyle and, Kyle and Finn to. were fantastic. But... Pete and Finn would be a better feud. It would be a better it's, match. It's your, although, it's your like, daddy mania. <laughs> just, just say it. <laughs> just... I can't wait. I agree. Uh, it has to be Pete Dunn. I, wa- I prefer it to be Pete Dunn. Karrion Cross is going to get back in that title picture, but you need to give him a short feud to remind the crowd of who he is. And I think him and Damien Priest is a good... I think Damien, Damien Priest is a good filler for him to be in. Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, who goes for EO's title now? That's another really good question. I don't think... I don't think it's Raquel. Like, she's time. She doesn't need to go for it yet. Um, 
I don't think it's Candace. I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be I Tony Storm I, either, because her and Ember, her and Ember Moon have a few things to take care of. But New Year's Evil, right? That's two weeks, two three weeks. Like, it's three weeks away. Yeah, I love, I love the logo by the way, the little devil. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Shotzi? It could be know. Shotzi too, maybe. Well, Shotzi's team just lost. Yeah. So maybe her and Candace continue. You know, maybe Raquel, because like you, you could throw Rhea Ripley in there too, right? So maybe I would probably do Raquel. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do a tournament. Let's do a tournament. Yeah. You, I like a tournament. I like that. That makes sense. Ember and Tony, round one. Mm-hmm. Raquel and Rhea, round two, mm-hmm. round one. You know, quarterfinal, final, semifinal, and final. Um, I would probably guess Raquel. Versus Ember. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard, know, but that's but a good I, thing. It's a good thing, but it's, it's hard. Like, like those, those are your four. You yeah. got Ember, who probably doesn't deserve it, but she's Ember Moon, so she deserves it. She's been kicking Ripley, ass, though. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, who lost her last title, but she's Rhea Ripley. Raquel, who just got the win. And Tony, who has got a good heel turn. So... You got to find a way to f- make make those four work in a foil. And it has to be either Tony or M- uh, Tony or Raquel because Eo's a face and she's a good face. And both of those two are good heels. Yeah. Absolutely. So or you have a number one contenders match, but you can't do it between the two heels because that would just hurt both of them. So you got to pick one of the baby faces to be in a number one contenders match to go against Eo or a tournament. That's what I would do. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. There's there's no there's no right way to to pick who could be number one contender for the women's NXT title, but there's no wrong way either. Like either way, it's going to be an entertaining match, whoever the matchup is. But it's going to be fun. But here's the thing that I'm most curious about, Kay. Um, and I thought about you when I saw this video package: Zia Lee and Boa. Oh. Wait, I you didn't? See. Well, you you saw this, right? Yeah, oh, they're going through um, they're fucking going through torture. Boot ca- they're going through Kill Bill boot camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh. all it is, K, um, and I can understand if you need to take a break afterwards. Is just hot, sweaty bodies getting hit with kendo sticks randomly, and different random mechanisms. You just hear them screaming in pain <laughs> yes. for no reason. It's it's Kate's. It's I Kate's fantasy, if that. you will. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Kate's Kate's fantasy. Kate's fantasy. But here's yeah. my con- my con- my concern. Like these are great packages. These are great vignettes, if you can even call them vignettes. Torture sequences. They're, they're setting up these character reveals, probably for some kind of like I guess I, I got not you know a faction, maybe a faction, maybe not a faction. I don't know if it can deliver on TV, the same way it is in these packages. Mm, like the video packages are too good. Yeah, it's like you're setting yourself up for something you can't deliver live. It's like the Glacier video packages from WCW. Exactly. Like for, if this was a movie, oh yeah, they're gonna kick some fucking ass. Yeah. The crazy, 80, the crazy eighty eights are going down, but <laughs> for live television, I have my doubts because they both her, her and Zylie and Boa don't cut the best promos. Because of the language barrier? Yeah. 
but their matches, I think both of them, have, I think at least Xia Li is pretty talented in the ring. I really like Xia Li. Xia Li's spicy, spicy girl, as she calls herself. She's so spicy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's so like fucking her. cute. <laughs> she is. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong, because I think, I think she's a great talent. I don't know much about Boa. He was the first Chinese man signed. Was that him? Yes. Chinese man, but I think Xia Li was the first woman Sign out of it, like first person uh, overall. Um, is she is she Chinese or is she Japanese? I want to say Chinese descent, but I, I could I have to check I have to, or we can have freckles check it out. My my big thing here. Well, what uh, is Chinese Zylese... ethnicity? Yeah. is she Chinese, Japanese, maybe Vietnamese? Um, I was gonna guess. I would I would guess Chinese. I was, she was, I was Chinese. thinking Chinese, but I I can't be too sure. My big thing is. She is Chinese. She's okay. Chinese. Who's who's the person in charge? That reveal has to be a huge thing. Like it has to be either like Miko Sadamora or like Jushin Thunder Liger, which would be which would be bananas oh if it was God. Jushin Thunder Liger. Well, Absolutely bananas. Have a, he, has, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a name right now, but we've seen his face. Well, that's that's the messenger guy, but I think there's somebody else. Haven't we seen them in the vignettes? No, we saw we, we saw them? that one guy, but then there was somebody else who was in like a hood. I thought we saw his face though. I I could be wrong. I have to look at it again, but I feel like I mean, Juice like Thunder Liger is always in a mask anyway. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. <laughs> Imagine it was Juice Thunder Liger like Laparka. <laughs> <laughs> it's Funaki. Funaki just turns to the dark side. <laughs> Taka Mishinoku. <laughs> Oh my god, it's Taka Michinoku. Choppy choppy pee pee. That guy. That was, I mean, the, well, that Taka Michinoku's pee pee was going to get chopped. But... Yeah. It was Valvina's pee pee was going to get chopped. Yeah, wasn't Valvina's like a giant, like, weed connoisseur now or something random? Hopefully. We need more of those. <laughs> uh, if, if he was still alive, I'd say that. What, what, if, it, what if it was uh, Mr. Fuji? Oh my god! That'd be really funny. I, I would have. It's a great callback. Really Maybe hard. too good of a callback, but a great callback nonetheless. But who knows? I'm excited for him. I'm I'm very excited for NXT as I always am. But the this is one of the best post pay per view shows that I've seen from any product in a very very long time. Because they gave you a lot of possibilities, and that is usually a better thing than it is a uh, a bad thing. Uh, but speaking not of... Not only so- that, mm-hmm. not only that, you want to you want to see all of them. Yes. You're intrigued by <laughs> I all see, of I them. Wa- I want to see all of them equally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but speaking of something that has been hot and cold on the receiving end, good old JR got a little spicy on a podcast this past week. And he was. Dude, he loves talking shit oh, on his little JR with Conrad Thompson. <laughs> he, like, I remember, like, um, back when AEW first started. Yeah. Remember when Seth Rollins put some jabs at AEW? Oh, yeah. I remember. JR, JR got hot at those comments. Did yeah, he really? He got hot at him. Oh, yeah. Like, JR is just a salty veteran right now. Yeah. Like, remember, shit, fuck. <laughs> Women just smoked a good old days. Mm, trash or fresh. Right? Like, that's just JR's role now. Mm, and sauce it. 
he is such a great grumpy grandpa. Yeah, but sometimes but grumpy very, grandpa's he makes right. Good points. Yeah, so what, what do you say, Ricky, please? I so, so uh, in particular, this is from uh, this, Ross was asked if moves such as Shawn Michaels' Superkick or Jake Roberts' DDT should be protected, or is this just an evolution of the business? And JR's response was that evolution of the business is bullshit. Yes, they should be protected, but DDT is a finish, but Superkick is just a part of the flow of the match now. Nobody wins with it. What does that say to you? Mm-hmm. Does that say guys back in the day were more proficient delivering a DDT or a super kick than in this generation where things are evolving? I want some proof of that shit. I want somebody to prove to me that the changing of the wrestling business is what it is today and it's making a difference. I say no. I told a, I told a kid the other day at AEW that everybody does the same fucking spot. All you guys go outside, you cluster up like coils, you stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together, side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot over the top who never wins with this move. They are looking for the holy shit chant they love to hear, this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. I don't buy into that. But DDT is a great finish and, and should be used as such. All right. All right, all right, all right. Everything he said is 100% correct. But my counter to that uh-huh. is why are you working for AEW then? Home of the Young Bucks. Home of the Home Spots. Home of the Spot Monkey. <laughs> it's like you, you, you really <laughs> hate the company you work for. <laughs> But here, here, here's, here's, Do you think he realizes he's talking about maybe, the company maybe he works for? Yeah, he does. I think, I think, I think he's a voice in the locker room, trying to get them away from that, and they're not listening because, while he's right, he's also five years too late. Yeah, what do you mean by five you years watch, too late. Sorry, continue. If you watch, if you watched AEW this week. And Helico sold that super kick like a motherfucker. God damn, he sold it phenomenally. Um, but the super kick became a transition move like five years ago. Yeah. Right. So if if this, if this went back to being a finishing move, it wouldn't be believable. It's like you've gone you've gone too far to go back. So while he's right, mm-hmm. theoretically, you've gone too far. You can't go back. Like th- and, and also. This is what fans want to see. That this is kind of why the indies is so popping. It's like we talked about with Keith Lee earlier. Keith Lee got over because of doing these crazy moves as being a big guy. The Young Bucks got over by doing these crazy moves. These indie guys get over by ignoring half of the business in selling. Mm-hmm. Like uh, go while, ahead. while he's mm-hmm. while he's right. He's pl- they're playing into what the fans want to see. I will counter that because here's the thing. You don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you want until you know what you want kind of aspect, mm. especially with human nature and human condition. Um, if you don't try something new, then you're never going to know if people are going to want to want to do it, want to see it or going to like it or not. For instance, let's take let's take Rusev Day. For example, if Rusev, if Rusev and Lana, because Lana created Rusev Day, 
Um, it's like her greatest accomplishment in pro wrestling history. Um, if, <laughs> if, if they said, no, we're not going to do Rusa Day. All you want to see is super kicks and DDTs as transition moves. Rusa probably would have never been over. Like, you have to... The audience doesn't know what it wants until it knows it wants it. And if we say, like, oh, if, if the performer and the bookers say, oh, this is what the audience wants to see, you're putting too much power on the audience. The power should lie in the performer and the booker. You t- you tell them, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, this is how we're going to do it, and then the audience reacts off of you, and then, the, and then the booker and the performer then have to modify to get the audience either on their side or against them, depending on the storyline and the angle and the performer. Yeah. That, that's my whole thing no, about you- it. You you are correct. And NXT, to to my to counter my point, <laughs> NXT, which is ridiculous, I know, but NX, NXT does do it really well. It's an it's a nice blend of the high spots you see on the indies in that WWE style where they still slow down when they need to, they still sell when they need to, and the false finishes are more believable. Yeah. And uh, my main problem with AEW is that specifically with Young Buck matches, everything looks very rehearsed. Mm, like, it doesn't feel organic sequences to you. Are, exactly. The sequences are pretty, pretty fluid, but it's like they're, they're going into the moves knowing a super kick's coming. They're going into the moves knowing a tope suicida's coming. They're going into the moves... Like, it's, it's, very, it's very, like, Broadway. It's very choreographed. Yeah. Whereas NXT is more fluid, actual, quote-unquote, wrestling. Yeah. That's my main gripe. But mainstream person flipping through the channels, they want to... I think think that acrobatic stuff, that unbelievable stuff, does get over. It does. I don't like it. It's not for me particularly. I still watch it because I enjoy the product. But I prefer the more realistic fluid style that NXT or even, you know, the high profile matches of WWE actually do, like a like a style Cena. Yeah, I think right? I think those or I think it, those moves uh get you in the door. But yeah. I don't think it always keep I don't think it always um helps you stay there. Yeah. Like I I I there's there's no I, I haven't really seen many AEW matches where I see a crazy move, I go, that's it. It's over. And it's not. It's always like, oh, they're gonna kick out of this. Yeah, always, always. Right, I think NXT time, has a good has a, a good NXT has a good way of hiding that. Oh my god! Like I didn't think Bobby Fish, uh, sorry, Kyle O'Reilly coming off the top rope and put the chair on the face. I didn't think that was the finish. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I didn't really think Raquel Gonzalez slamming Io was the finish through the ladder. Yeah, and I was surprised for both of them, and I was pleasantly surprised for both of them. Um. Young Bucks and uh, FTR. Once the finish happened, I was like, "That's it, it's over," and there it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's got to be a level of unpredictability, and I, I get JR's part, especially with the, uh, especially with that stupid bowling ball. Like, like it's like um, you put like the Benny Hill theme song in the back. It's that same <laughs> spot. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but sticking with AEW real quick, it's clearly becoming the Kenny Omega show. Agent K, uh, Kenny. 
was uh has been doing a lot of stuff outside of AEW because that's what heels do when they can just go anywhere they want. Him and Don Callis have been running rampant. Uh, Kenny Omega did some tape vignettes with Carl Anderson, uh, his former good brother. Um, oh. For for yeah for because Impact had a pay per view this weekend. Whoops, um, or last weekend. And uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also AAA Mania. Uh, happened as well, which Kenny Omega is still the AAA heavyweight champion, and he main evented that match as well. So at wow. one point, you had Kenny Omega on Impact's pay-per-view and Kenny Omega actually wrestling on triple on AAA at the same time. That's fucking wild. So is is this the is AEW and the rest of the independent scene again the Kenny Omega show like it was like two two three years ago? It seems that way. Is that good or bad? I love Kenny Omega, so I'm fine with it. I still but, like, think he's a disinfectant. I don't think he's a cleaner yet. He's a collector. Yeah, this run is different, though. It doesn't have the same shine as, like, his, for example, his time in Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's he's yeah. <laughs> he's using, like, he's using, like, off-brand pine saw this time. <laughs> you know, Ricky, I'm to answer your question, I'm going to say time will tell. Is it a good or a bad thing? We don't know yet. True, it's still very it's we, still we very early in the ROH integration or whatever they're doing with not ROH. Sorry, my fault. The uh, impact, impact integration. I personally like it because this is either something new or something we haven't seen in a very very long time. This kind of partnership that has its ups and downs, but yeah. If you're really going to compete, if you really, if you, it depends what the goals of AEW are. Are you trying to compete with WWE? Are you trying to be an alternative to WWE? Or are you trying to be something that's better for the business? I don't know if I don't I know don't, if they made that an, if they answered that question yet. Exactly. Like if you're it's trying to compete with to WWE, tell. if you're trying to compete with WWE, I think this is the way to do it. If you're trying to be an alternative, I don't think this is the way to do it. If you're trying to enhance the business, I think this is the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also depends a lot on because it's it's a lot of right now it's it's very infantile. I'll put it the way it's very infantile right now. AEW is really benefiting from this because it's Kenny Omega, their their biggest star outside of Cody Rhodes, and you know that other wrestling royal family. Uh, but I'm really interested to see what Impact does. Impact needs a rebuttal at this point. You need like an impact invasion on AEW because Impact has great talent, especially in that women's division, the knockouts division. But like you need people to re see themselves on TV. Last time we saw Sammy Callahan on TV, he was not Sammy Callahan on TV. He was a different type of Sammy in NXT, and that that did not work out really well for him. Yeah. Okay, we need like Rich Swan needs to return to TV, like real TV, not access TV. Have these guys invade AEW. That will be very interesting. And I, I, Impact needs something that big. Have somebody who's been there forever. Have Bully Ray come to AEW and get in Sting's face. Well, here's a, here's a question for both of you, actually. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like you said, AEW benefits from this the most. Right, right? now, yeah. So what if they played that into a storyline where... After like six months, Impact, ROH, whatever, 
they're just fed up with how AEW is taking them for granted. And they invade Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, Impact I love that. It's like, Impact it's like, invasion. It's like yeah. you, you, you abused this partnership to better yourself and leave us in the dirt. Fuck you. We're taking over. I like that. That that the, the six months in between that, if it is six months, I'd probably say they'll do it in three. If they do do that, you they have to stir the pot all over the place. It's a great way to bring KFA yeah. back and blur those lines. They have to blur those lines very, very right, well. Like you have you have you have AEW talent go to Impact. They always win. You have Impact talent go to AEW. They always win. And you can play it in like you know you have like Bully Ray, like you said, come over and be like, your bookers. You fucking bookers always put your fucking guys over. You fucking manuke. I'm gonna come over there and give you a gabagool plus. Like, right? Like, I'm gonna show you a real bully and put Darby Allen through a table and a trash can on fire. Right? Like something fucking, something absolutely absurd. Yeah. Like I, like I think this opens the door for so many possibilities that you can't see on WWE television. Correct. Um, and I, if it's done well, it'll be it'll be fantastic and must see. Also, Impact invading AEW works because it gets those guys that are very good on more exposure. Yeah, and that's what Impact needs is more exposure. Not only that, if it really works, you can get Impact off of Access. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That that you need Impact off of Access, and you need Billy Billy Corgan to keep running Impact because he's doing a good job. Uh, I thought he's with the, he's with the NWA right now. Is he? I don't know who does Impact. But I'm pretty sure Billy Corgan had a fallout with Dixie Carter. Surprise! And, uh, surprise! He's at he's he's at he's on the, he's at the NWA, so. And like that, that's going to be an integration too. Imagine Kenny Omega versus Nick Aldis. Mm. Yeah, for for like for the NWA title. Nick Aldis is a great looking NWA champion too. Yeah, he's he's honestly the perfect guy to hold that belt. Oh yeah, which is so crazy to say. Yeah, Nick Aldis is fantastic. I'm surprised Nick Aldis hasn't showed up at all. Maybe they're waiting. Yeah. The, I don't know. He's too busy with Mickey. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, they also have a kid, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so to be to be seen, but what is not to be seen is this got. I found this out. I think last week, but very interesting news that we got here. So apparently, according to Bleach Report, there's something that's going to be going to happen called the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, which is going to have their uh, uh, inaugural class on August 28th, 2021, and the official ceremony is going to be held in Albany, New York. Um, so this is a brand new Hall of Fame that's going to inco- incorporate all of re- all of professional wrestling across the entire world. They have 24 uh, people in the, inaugurate, in the inaugural class, which include Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, Bruno San Martino, Andre the Giant, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Luthez, Terry Funk, Mil Mascaras, Antonio Inoki, uh, Ricky Dozen, Frank Gotch, uh, Gotch Neutralizer, that's where it comes from, Danny Haas, Giant Baba, uh, George Hackenschmidt, Ed Strangler Lewis, Evan Strangler Lewis, the, the Strangler people, um, Martin Farmer Burns, William Muldoon, Great Gama, Yusuf Ismail, Paul Pons, Saturo Sayama, Tatsumi Fujinami, 
and Stans, Stanis, ah, Stanislas Zabisco are all in your inaugural class of this International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. There is no actual building for the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. However, there are plans to open one in New York State sometime in the future. So, I ask you this, uh, Mr. Tarasak. Mm. How big of an impact can this International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame become in a couple of years it's not going to be there initially let's say in five years from now is the impact is the international pro wrestling hall of fame a thing the building helps the building definitely helps but what's going to be in that building the statues from wwe no but that's the thing right you Mm -hmm. have all these former w you have all these former wwe talent which owns everything yeah, it's going to be really hard to right. get that How? stuff. Exactly. Exactly. If they're trying to have, like, imagine if it's in Cooperstown, first of all, that'd be fucking amazing if it was in Cooperstown. <laughs> go, um, go to baseball and <laughs> a pro wrestling hall of fame in the same building, in the same place. <laughs> right, because, like, like the, the baseball hall of fame is, the hall, the actual hall of fame is as much a plaques. So that's what the hall of fame actually is. The rest is just a museum with memorabilia. Yeah. Um. So the wrestling hall of fame, my initial reaction is, great, cool. You're still number two to WWE Hall of Fame. The WWE Hall of Fame is always and forever the be-all, end-all of Hall of Fames for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because WWE has also put in some of those international talent that have never been in WWE. Correct. Mm-hmm. So in, in theory, this Hall of Fame already exists. It's just the WWE Hall of Fame. And just WWE doesn't even have a physical Hall of Fame, which was rumored that they might yeah. do one in Orlando, but that never came to fruition. Yeah. The but they do have one. It's called Access. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They do have one. It's called the Warehouse, right? Yeah. But the building helps them if they can get enough stuff in there to draw people to go there. You can probably get Hogan and Flair stuff because they probably just have ass tons of shit. Yeah. So my thing is, this thing can only be successful with partnership. From the WWE. That I could see happening too. Kay, do you think WWE would partner with the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? Only to buy them out and get rid of them. And then have their own building? Yeah. It works for me. <laughs> as long as it's in New York, I'm very happy. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Hall of Fame. We can just go. Yeah. yeah. We'll make a trip out of it. We'll make a, yeah, group trip to the Hall of Fame, guys. Yeah. I'm I'm down for it. We still have to do a group trip to that uh, Wrestling Universe store in Comac. Yeah, we have to go. I did not meet Enzo Amore on Saturday. I Kay, I gave you every opportunity. I know, but life got in the way. Really? School this comes is, this first. This Enzo Amore. Really? I know. Enzo. I, I, I picked doing schoolwork over meeting Enzo Amore. I'm telling Enzo. I know. <laughs> I'm tweeting him right now. At real one. Look how much at real work. one. Kay Murphy didn't come see you because she wanted to get a degree in college. How how shitty do you feel? Look how <laughs> see, look how much growth I've displayed. Honestly, I would I would have chose school over Enzo too. <laughs> a year ago, I would have dropped everything to meet him. Now yeah. I'm like, nope. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you did already meet Jeff too. That is true. Which at some point. In next year, Kay, we are going to have to have an honest conversation about Jeff Hardy. Why? Because we, we need to. 
Why? What I'm also of... upset that Jeff Hardy didn't come out to New Day music this, on this past Monday. I was very upset by that. I wanted that to happen very badly. <sighs> yeah, but Matt Riddle ruined it. He uh, ruins everything. He's just such a away. shame. But we're not going to end on ru- on Riddle ruining stuff. We're going to end on Match of the Week, King of the Night. Because Great. ironically, we didn't do it last week, if anybody I was noticed. paying attention. I noticed that. I kind of I noticed that too while editing. I was like, "Oh, we didn't. We just didn't do it." <laughs> I didn't notice we didn't do it until I listened to the show on Thursday. I'm like, "Wait a minute, yeah, something's I'm, different." When I was driving, I think when I was driving to work, like Thursday morning, I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> something's missing." <laughs> so let's do it. Match of the week, King of the Night, K Murphy. Um, my match of the week is Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon from NXT because. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And my king of the night is... I actually don't really know. Um... Goldberg. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> Book the greatest Goldberg return ever. Uh-huh. Because Goldberg has given me a lot of joy this week, even though he's done nothing. To he, to had a, he had an untold and Goldberg, Goldberg wins the Goldberg wins the Rumbles, wins the main event of WrestleMania, doesn't show up at AEW he then goes to Impact <gasps> spears <gasps> all of Impact for no reason and then goes to AEW perfect you're next alright, before we stop, before we actually book a Goldberg return into fruition because it's probably already in the works anyways Will Tarashek match of the week, kick of the night uh, match of the week is the women's war games match because we didn't do it last week. Right, I'll, I'll um, allow it. Uh, King of the Night goes to Jr. <laughs> just, for being, just, just, just for being so fucking right and so wrong at the exact same time. <laughs> That's fair. Um, match of the week for me. I'm gonna do because it it's also it was semi part of I did like AJ and Sheamus randomly enough. That and, is very random. Yeah, but it was good, and AJ won on something that wasn't a phenomenal forearm. True. It was very, it was very good, and plus it's AJ Styles. When does AJ not look good? My king of the night, um, I was going to give it to Paul Heyman, but I'm going to give it to Maurice after her performance on Miz and Mrs. Are you joking? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> One, that's the best Miz and Mrs. show ever. Best episode they've ever done. And Maurice and Ms. Drunk are ridiculous. Especially Maurice. <sighs> Maurice sold me on the line when she was like, I'm tired and I'm a mother, but I'm a motherfucker that doesn't like to lose. I was like, perfect. Perfect. I would have married her right there if she wasn't already married. It's great. So congratulations to Maurice. You did nothing in the ring, but everything in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, any anything that we've missed so far before we get to TLC? TLC happens on Sunday, by the way. I keep forgetting TLC is the Sunday. It, yeah, it's the Sunday. It's the Sunday, the last Sunday before Christmas, and we have to do we Yay. have to do we have to do a Christmas Eve episode. So I don't know what the hell we're gonna do for that, but it's gonna be silly. We have Christmas I'll think Eve. of something stupid. We have Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are our next two episodes, so we got to figure out how to do something. Um, New Year's Eve has to be lit as fuck because it's a party. And we will not be going to parties this year since coronavirus. Yeah. Way to um, say coronavirus with a suffering swing, okay? Coronavirus! 
Yes. <laughs> That's what yeah. my heart was saying. My so, heart so says we'll coronavirus like Cardi B. We'll figure something out. I have some ideas. We're going to talk about that when we get off air. But until then, folks, cue that music, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode number 226, DDTs, Super Kicks, and Elbows, as we discuss WWE's tables, ladders, chairs, stairs, swords, candlesticks, announce tables, microphones, and everything in between, everything except for the kitchen sink. TLC is this Sunday starting at 7 p.m. on the WWE Network. I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, but more importantly, find the Kings of the Rings podcast on social media at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, share, subscribe, leave us some five-star reviews. Listen to us each and every week on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I, um, Spotify, sorry, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Music, just to name a few other places. Uh, find us by subscribing to Wrestle Attic Radio and follow Wrestle Attic Radio on Attic underscore Wrestle on Twitter and at Wrestle Attic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Consider buying some merchandise for holiday still still goes on till the end of the year. Look into our Articles of War website with a lot of good fan fiction these days. Uh, we are doing uh, a couple of other crazy stuff uh, with our own merch uh, buy a HBIC hoodie because apparently those are really popular these days <laughs> um, all that and much much more but links to everything is in the description below so one last time tossing it over to Toaster Tarashock make it in the thing my hair is my hair is so long I just throw in a toaster just to see what the fuck happens but I'm Will Tarish, you can find me burning my hair alive at Instagram, <laughs> T.S. Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K with the will in front. Um, yeah, you know me. You know what, you know what I'm about. Smoking jewel pods and drinking Kona Big Wave <laughs> on a Kona Tuesday. Kona Big Wave, nice. Nice choice. Have fun at work tomorrow, Will. <laughs> Fuck me, K. Murphy. What? Uh, you're lucky. That's what I'm going to say. You're just lucky. I'm lucky? You're lucky. Why am I lucky? Cue Britney Spears Because you are. Yeah, yeah. And she cry, cry. No, we're not going to do that. Don't you, um, don't you cry on me, Kay. No. Um, Will, why didn't you say tea is in toaster, A-R-A-S-H-U-K? <laughs> Shut up, Kay! <laughs> <laughs> That's not getting over. I'm not letting it, all right? That's going to get over, like, Glacier's promos. And once they debut, it's going to be like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Um... God, I can't believe I took the T out of my name. Otherwise, I would be K A T as in toaster E. But I'm just T A T K A E Murphy everywhere on social media. Nice. So when we come back next week, it'll be Christmas Eve. So who the hell knows what the, what we're gonna do for that episode? TLC is gonna happen, and maybe we'll get a cash in. Maybe we won't. Maybe Santa will be here next week. Who knows? But until then, folks, we will figure it out. So goodbye. Good night. We will see you soon. And, yeah, the one thing on my Christmas li wish list is to save us one thing. Fuck you, Slack. Christmas list fulfilled. Happy Boxing Day, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week.
This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.